48K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Robert Kemp. The headlines. Chief Executive tells the Global Financial Leaders Investment Summit that now is the time to do business in Hong Kong. The observatory says it will issue the number eight storm signal at or before 1.40pm as tropical cyclone Nalge approaches and South Korea responds to North Korea's launch of at least 10 missiles by firing its own. The chief executive has told top-level bankers and financial industry heavyweights from around the world that this is the moment to do business in Hong Kong. In a keynote speech to the Global Financial Leaders Investment Summit at the Four Seasons Hotel, John Lee said the SER is unique and irreplaceable for doing business, reaping as it does the benefits of both the East and the West. You know full well the equation to the most promising investments, opportunity and timing. Good investors focus on tomorrow as much or more than today. They look for prospects, touching bottom, for opportunities soon to soar. Look at Hong Kong. I can tell you, the worst is behind us. Opportunity and timing are right here, right now, in Hong Kong. This is the moment you have been waiting for. Go for it. Get in front, not behind. The chief executive of the Monetary Authority, Eddie Yu, says he has received positive feedback from the guests at the summit. He reiterated that Hong Kong is reopening. Using the summit as the foundation is a great time for them to reconnect with each other after so long and so that they can also see Hong Kong's strong fundamentals. And I've already started to get very encouraging feedback from our guests, ranging from the smooth entry into Hong Kong through the airport, the arrangements, the ability for them to uh, talk to their teams and their clients to reconnect with them and simply for them to shake hands with each other and also see and feel the energy and dynamism of the city that we love so much. The chairman and CEO of Morgan Stanley, James Gorman, says the global economy is going through a painful transition as global monetary policies are returning to normal. Speaking in Hong Kong during the summit, Mr. Gorman said the transition is not unexpected though after years of monetary stimulus by major global banks. He said inflation is a concern and he's expecting central banks around the world to take further steps to tame inflation. My gut is the central banks uh, will, in aggregate, tame inflation. I think it's highly improbable we'll get back to the kind of 1-2% inflation we enjoyed before this crisis, more like around 4% over the next few years. And we'll have to deal with that. We'll have interest rates somewhere between 4 and 5%. We'll have inflation around 4%. This is globally. And um, uh, obviously unemployment is going to tick up during this period. Mr Gorman said nobody should be surprised that interest rates are going up as they were previously at an abnormally low level. But the chairman and CEO of Goldman Sachs, David Solomon, says he's not sure what the global economic recovery path will be like, except that there will be more market volatility over the next one to two years. What we're wrestling with at the moment is there's just a lot of uncertainty as to what that path is. Uh, We all talk about the fact that we think we'll be able to navigate through. I know we'll be able to navigate through this, but the path of how we navigate through, how far central banks have to actually go to tame inflation, do they get to a resting point and make progress, or do they have to go meaningfully higher and then back up, all those things are going to have an impact. And so I'd still say that the path 
you know, in my mind is quite uncertain, and that will ultimately play on volatility over the next 12 to 24 months. Travel Industry Council is calling on the government to relax social distancing measures for incoming tour groups so they can visit places like theme parks and museums. At present, inbound travellers are given an amber code which bans them from visiting regulated premises for three days. But the council's executive director, Fanny Young, said she hopes some attractions could be exempted from for tour groups managed by local guides. Ms Young said the government had indicated that it accepts the proposal in principle, but it has to hammer out the details, such as whether these visitors can eat in theme parks and what should be done if they contract COVID while in Hong Kong. The observatory says it will issue the number 8 storm signal at or before 1.40pm as the tropical cyclone Nalge edges closer to Hong Kong. The Education Bureau had earlier announced that classes of all schools are suspended. The government has also advised members of the public living far away to begin heading home now. Leung Yan Yu is an acting senior scientific officer at the observatory. It will be strong north to northeasterly winds, occasional gale force offshore and on high ground. Winds will strengthen gradually becoming easterlies tonight. Seas will be very rough with swells. Members of the public are advised to stay away from the shoreline and not to engage in water sports. South Korea's military says it has fired three air uh, to ground missiles towards north of its maritime border with North Korea in response to the North's firing of at least 10 missiles earlier in the day, including one which landed less than 60 kilometres off South Korea's coast. The latest North Korean launch came as South Korea and the United States are holding one of the largest ever combined Air Force drills. In his first public statement since losing Sunday's election, President Jair Bolsonaro of Brazil has refused to clearly acknowledge defeat to his rival, Luis Inácio Lula da Silva, but he said he would respect the constitution. Mr Bolsonaro said he had always respected the rules and thanked the millions of Brazilians who had voted for him and his coalition, which has a majority in Congress. I've always been labelled undemocratic, but unlike my accusers, I've always played by the rules of the Constitution. I've never spoken of controlling or censoring the media and social networks. As President of the Republic and as a citizen, I will continue to fulfil all the commandments of the Constitution. Voting has ended in Israel, its fifth general election in less than four years. Exit polls give the right-wing political bloc led by the former Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu a narrow majority. The BBC's Sebastian Usher reports. If the exit polls from three Israeli broadcasters proved correct, it will be another stunning political comeback for Benjamin Netanyahu. Last year, he was finally ousted from office after a record time as prime minister by a centrist coalition that proved so shaky that it had to call another election. Despite still being on trial for corruption, which he's denied, Mr Netanyahu re-entered the political fray. And once again, the key issue was whether you were for him or against him. Election wariness might have been expected, but there's been the highest turnout in more than 20 years. The suspect in the hammer attack on the husband of the US House Speaker, Nancy Pelosi, has pleaded not guilty to attempted murder and other charges. David DePap was ordered to be held without bail. He's accused of breaking into the couple's California home looking for Miss Pelosi. Twitter's new owner, Elon Musk, has said he will start charging for the so-called blue tick next to users' accounts, which identifies them as reliable sources. BBC's Peter Bowes says it has prompted a Twitter storm of protest. 
It is a huge debate, and that debate is taking place right now on Twitter. What exactly this means, what the implications are for those people who want to continue to have a, a blue tick next to their name. In Los Angeles, for example, the LAPD have a tick next to their name. The information they tweet out is reliable. It is very significant to a lot of people. The big complaint, and it's interesting that uh, Elon Musk describes himself now as the complaint hotline operator for Twitter, lots of people complaining about this, thinking that they don't have to spend $8 a month just to get that tick when they've so far managed to get it for nothing. An American woman who admitted leading an all-female battalion of the Islamic State group in the Middle East has been sentenced to 20 years in prison by a U.S. court. Alison Flugekran, originally from Kansas, had pleaded guilty to giving military training to more than 100 women and girls. Flugekran was smuggled into Syria in 2012. Rap fans and musicians have been paying tribute to the hip-hop star Takeoff, who's been shot dead in Texas. The BBC's Naomi Iqbal reports from Washington. Migos are considered one of the most influential rap groups in the last decade. Founded in Georgia in 2008, the trio were known for their distinctive style of rapid-fire, stuttering rap and earned a Grammy nomination for their chart-topping album Culture. Takeoff was with his uncle and bandmate Quavo at a private party in the early hours of the morning and had posted a selfie from the venue to his Instagram account. Police said up to 50 guests were there when someone opened fire, but they don't know who. Migos split earlier this year, but had huge international success, collaborating with artists like Drake, Cardi B, Katy Perry and Frank Ocean. South Korea's interior minister has apologised and admitted government responsibility for the crush that killed 156 Halloween revelers in Seoul on Saturday. Lee Sang-ming had previously provoked anger when he said police couldn't have done more to prevent the tragedy. He's now said he deeply regrets those remarks. Britain's former Health Secretary Matt Hancock has been suspended from the governing Conservatives after announcing he'll feature in a reality television elimination show filmed in Australia. Mr Hancock resigned last year after hidden cameras revealed he broke coronavirus lockdown rules with an extramarital affair. Five lions are recovering in a secure area after the escape from their enclosure at Sydney's Taronga Zoo this morning. Radio Australia's Jessica Kitt reports. The male adult lion and four cubs managed to escape their enclosure and were found in an adjacent fenced area about half past six this morning. Four of the lions made their own way back to the enclosure and vets tranquilised a female cub in order to return it to safety. Taronga's executive director, Simon Duffy, says security footage shows the animals were outside their enclosure for less than 10 minutes. So at no time did the lions exit that area or exit Taronga Zoo. Staff and visitors were forced to take refuge in safe zones, but no one was injured. A full review will be conducted into the incident and the zoo has opened as normal today. Sport now. The Philadelphia Phillies have taken the lead in baseball's World Series. Star outfielder Bryce Harper and four other Phillies hit home runs in the 7-0 win in Game 3 for a 2-1 series lead. Tottenham have won their Champions League group in dramatic fashion. Group D was wide open with everything to play for and just two points separating the four teams. Eintracht Frankfurt looking, looked to be going through as group winners after beating Sporting 2-1 in Lisbon. Spurs were booked for second spot until this happened in Marseille. We've had the four minutes of added time now. 
It's up to what the referee's adding on for time-wasting. And Tottenham now with Harry Kane. And Kane plays it across to Hybier. And Hybier's up to the edge of the area. And Hybier scores! Right-footed! What a finish that was! He's almost on one leg, Hybier! But he's made it 2-1 to Tottenham. And with this scoreline, Spurs are going through as group winners. It looked like they were down and almost out at half-time. But they've turned it right around. Pierre-Emile Hoiberg won it in the last kick of the game. Spurs qualified for the last 16 as group winners ahead of Eintracht Frankfurt. Late goals from Mo Salah and Darwin Nunez gave Liverpool a 2-0 win over Napoli at Anfield. Both teams had already qualified for the last 16 from Group A. Napoli are just the, are the group winners on head-to-head results. Ajax had a 3-1 win over Rangers. Porto top Group B after a 2-1 win over Atletico Madrid, who finished bottom. Club Rouge qualified as runners-up after drawing 0-0 with Bayer Leverkusen. Group C winners Bayern Munich had a 2-0 win over the runners-up into Milan. Barcelona beat Victoria Pilsen 4-2. Barca move to the European League knockout stage. The Chelsea forward Amanda Broya says his team must move on from Saturday's Premier League defeat to Brighton when they when they host Dinamo Zagreb in the Champions League tonight. Despite Chelsea having already won Group E, Broya wants to get back to winning ways as quickly as possible. It was a, uh, a bad defeat from to get to us, but um, we're going to bounce back from it. You know, we're going to dust ourselves off and we're going to go again. Yeah, we're looking forward now to the next four or five games that we've got before the World Cup comes up, and we're going to try and get as many points and you know try and get as far in the Carabao Cup as we can and in the Champions League. In the NBA, the two-time MVP Steve Nash has lost his job as head coach of the Brooklyn Nets. Nash had been with the team since 2020 and guided them to the playoffs in consecutive years. But the Nets have started the season dropping five of their first seven games. Alex Schiffer is of the Athletic, says it's the right call. They had a bad start. You know, they're, they're low on time. You know, their contention window is rapidly closing and something had to give right when you start two and five. I, I think that a change had to be made. Clearly his voice was losing losing hold in the locker room and beyond. And, you know, it, it's a early to make a decision like this, but I also don't know how much longer they could have waited. Now the weather, strong north-northeasterly winds, occasionally gale force offshore and on high ground. Temperatures currently 21 degrees, humidity 83%. And to end the news, the top stories once again. Chief Executive tells the Global Financial Leaders Investment Summit that now is the time to do business in Hong Kong. The observatory says it will issue the number 8 storm signal at or before 1.40pm as tropical cyclone Nalgate approaches and South Korea responds to North Korea's launch of at least 10 missiles by firing its own. And that's the news from RTHK. The Brew with Phil Whelan on Radio 3.
Scott on Radio 3 with Rare, Precious and Gone for a Wednesday afternoon. It's 19 minutes past one. You're listening to The Brew. (laughs) 